Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. I hope you have turned to our website. Sometimes it still sings and dances and offers all so many things. Thank you for your purchases of the videos and the books and the resources we have. I feel like the only resource I want to mention to you today, because I don't talk about it very often, and probably that's because it's old. And while I'm getting older, if you purchase any of the Choices Matter series, you will see a woman who looks archaic. And that was 15 years ago. And it is a series that I'm very proud of, except I really wish it were only audio. <laughs> I, you know, there's something about wearing certain kind of clothes that date you and then you, anyway, that's all very personal and about me. But I don't want you to be surprised. Some of my younger friends now call it iconic. <laughs> I think that's a word for old. But the Choices Matter series is a very important product of my life. Um, I regularly say that we are here to encourage women in who they are as a woman, a wife, a mother, and a homemaker. And in those 24 hours of teaching, which was provided to us by the Precept Ministries, Kay Arthur gave us her studio and her staff for an entire week. And a team went from Arizona to Chattanooga and stayed in the dorms. And I didn't stay in the dorm. I stayed in the house with Kay. I'm so sorry about that. Everybody else stayed in the dorms, and we produced 24 hours. And it was profoundly hard work. But I am very proud of the content. Some of it is dated because it was in that era of, of practical things. But the philosophical, theological pieces of it, I'm very proud of. You can buy six hours on just who you are as a woman, or six hours on who you are as a wife, or six hours on who you are as a mother, or six hours who you are as a homemaker. But the, I'm very proud of the content of those materials. And I don't talk about it very much. Someone recently bought some, and I remembered thinking, oh, I need to mention that, so I've just mentioned it. We are in a great season, and I'm loving this time because I am introducing you to my friends. And um, in June, every year for the last five years, we have set aside some time to remember. Remember a dearly beloved friend who went home to be with God, Elizabeth Elliot. And today, I want to remember a dearly loved friend and a friend to many of you. Uh, not long ago, someone sent me an email saying, between Donna Otto, Emily Barnes, and Elizabeth Elliot, I learned everything I know. What an honor to even be in that crowd. But Emmy went home to be with her Heavenly Father four years ago today, and um, I wanted to just remember her. I wanted to remember her with you. I miss her dreadfully. I miss her dreadfully. She was an unexpected friend. An unexpected friend. In the series that we're doing with introducing my friends to you, because you were so gracious to introduce your friends to me, I introduce each of these people who are coming to talk to you. And Emmy's not here to introduce. But I thought this would be a perfect way to sort of kick off our series by introducing you to my friend Emily Marie Klein Barnes. And there are very few people in my whole life whose names I know, front, middle, maiden, and 
and a lot about, and Emily was one of those. And she is one of two stories, this has happened twice in my life, and you're going to meet the other person, that a friend of a friend said, you should meet Emily, and Emily's friend of a friend said, you should meet Donna. And like, who, how does that, remember the circuitous routes that God takes us onto because we're so known and loved by him that he knows that this is going to be a match made in heaven. I can clearly tell you what I thought about it. I don't need any more friends and she lives in California. Like, like how, how harsh could I be? But that was absolutely true. But it turns out that this turned out to be a crossing of the paths which God had planned. And so I want to say to you, listen to him and listen to his voice. Lean into what he is saying to you about people. So I was in California, and, and Linda had talked to Mary one more time, and Mary talked to me one more time, and Linda talked to Emily one more time, and so I, I picked up the phone and said, I'm going to be in California. I wasn't going over there just to see her. I'm going to be in California. want to have lunch. And it was a blast. It was fun and full of mutual talk about the things we both love dearly, God, family, and order. <laughs> and we laughed about it. We laughed about it through our years of friendship many times because when you say family and God, a lot of people, but order? How many people do you run into in the world and say, yeah, one of my top three topics is order? And Emily came at order in an entirely different way than I did. Uh, she was raised in a home where her father was a Viennese baker. He died early, leaving her mother uh, to raise her. She was raised in a Jewish home, and her mother did seamstress and alteration work. And Emmy was trained to run the house. That, that was what. Now, I was trained to run the house in a much order the same way because my parents were divorced. But my mother just told me what to do. She didn't train me. She just told me what to do and have that done by 5 o'clock when she got home from work. And so I, I didn't ever really learn anything. I just was obediently doing whatever she told me to do. Emmy, I, well, just took it to the 10th degree. In addition to that, she had a brother, and her brother had three children, and um, her brother's wife left, and he didn't know what to do with the children. So Emily, who was married at 16, she married her husband, Bob, who was four years older, and uh, she married in a lovely little private wedding, uh, but she was young and finished high school, and they, maybe she wasn't 16, maybe she was... I don't. She was a teenager, though, and because his her first year of marriage, her husband had to sign her report card because he was the adult. Okay, so she suddenly was married. They had one child. Her brother's wife left. Three children came to live with her. They had four children, and then they had their second child. So she was 24 years and had five children under the age of five years old. And every time she would say that in my presence, I would choke. I would think, oh, that's, that's a baptism by fire. We came to understand that we both love the same things about order. And that was because we saw order as giving us freedom to love God and family in different ways. And that was just anointed by his hand. We, we just, we just, 
loved it. We loved talking to each other. We always lived in separate states. We saw each other frequently. Uh, we wrote books together. We spoke together. We traveled together. Our husbands turned out to like one another. We went to the beach together every summer. One summer we went to the beach and David and I had rented a place for a month in a part of California that was a few hours from California where they lived. So we invited them to come down. And they came down and we said, why don't you come for a couple of days and like that. And so they came down for a couple of days and then I had taken the pennies that we had been saving for Anissa and I decided that this summer we were going to roll them. So Bob and Em come to the beach and I have the pennies out and we are all watching television, sitting on the beach, rolling pennies. And after we had rolled pennies for a couple of days, laughing hysterically and eating and playing games and rolling pennies, my husband said, hey, why don't you guys stay for a couple more days? And Bob said, oh, let's try it one day at a time. Okay, we'll stay for one more day. And that became a standing line in our friendship. Well, you come over, maybe you can stay for a day. And we would go to their house and they would come to our house. We had kids. We had kids who got married and weddings together. And Em was like me. She adopted the motto that I have, which was, if you love me, you love the people I love. And she loved our daughter. She loved our daughter fiercely, devotedly. She hosted a prayer shower for Anissa in the year that she was being married. She flew over for my granddaughter's birthdays, always bringing an Auntie M cozy-bozy kind of love. And then she became ill. She became ill with cancer a cancer that was eating her up, and the only way to solve it was to have a bone marrow transplant, a bone marrow transplant, which she did. I'm going to read to you a biography written as a memorial to her. I've never read it before on air, but if you, like me, loved Emily Barnes and all of her books, I think she wrote 82 books, Friends of the Heart is a book that she and I wrote together. We always talked organization together. She died August 31st, 2016. She had battled many illnesses over the past 19 years and is now at peace with God in heaven. Emily Klein, Marie Klein Barnes, was 78 years old when she died. She was born in Encinito, California on April 12, 1938. She was born to Otto and Irene Klein. Her father was a Viennese chef and prepared some of the finest meals for Fox Studios and many of the early Los Angeles restaurants. Her mother, Irene, was a talented dress designer and seamstress. For a while, she worked at Fox Studios. The family moved to Long Beach, California in her early schooling years and she attended the Stevenson Elementary Franklin Junior High and graduated in the end at Long Beach Poly High School in 1956. She played the cello, as did I, and we talked often about how much we loved the cello. Of her top honors, one that could be predicted more accurately, she was voted the Future Homemaker Award. We laughed about that. You know how those Homemaker Awards were in those days. Emily survived, was survived by two children, Jenny and Brad, their spouses, Bill and Stephanie, her five grandchildren and their spouses, and three great-grandchildren, now four. 
1971, the family moved to Riverside, where they stayed until 2000. For the first 30 years of her life, she was a devoted wife and mother to her family. Later in her adult life, she became a national speaker and author focused on various topics for Christian women. Emily and her husband, Bob, are the creators of the popular More Hours in My Day seminars. She instilled in women countless home organization secrets and words of wisdom throughout her speaking and writing career. Appreciated for her creative and practical insights on everything in surrounding home and beyond, she became the go-to source for the lifting spirits of the Christian women all through the 1980s and 1990s. She was also named one of the top 100 Christian women in the 20th century. In 1997, Emily suddenly contracted the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a life-threatening cancer that altered the course of her life. After four years of battling cancer, she received a bone marrow transplant from a young man in Toronto, Canada. He was a disc jockey. We didn't know who he was when we first got the bone marrow. I w my husband and I were there in Seattle when she received the bone marrow. One of my dearest and most fun stories about Emily, who was the most well-paced, regulated girl you have ever known, which is probably why she loved me, because I was not, and probably why I loved her, because she was. And so the week before the bone marrow, she had to go through a battery of testing. She had to have her eyes tested and her, her teeth tested, and nothing it all had to be done there, under their doctors and their... And one of the things she had to do was see a counselor, a psychologist. So Bob, her husband, and David and I went down to the floor where the psychologist's office was, and we told her we'd wait outside. It was an hour-long session, and then we'd go for lunch. And Emmy picks up her purse, and she goes in. She's short and charming and always wore the cutest... She was just the domestic look about her, you know, little collars with ruffles and a little cardigan sweater, and she, she wore it famously and fabulously. She walked off and waved to us, and we got to laughing about what the psychiatrist or the psychologist was going to say to Emily. We're, we are just barely into a conversation, five or six minutes, no kidding, nothing more than that. And out comes Emily popping out of the door. She said, he doesn't think I need to even talk to him. <laughs> We laughed about that for a long, long time. Like, she was just who she was, so confident. What do you want to say to me? Okay, okay. Okay, honey, you don't have to stay here. You can go now. During the years of sickness and uncertainty that followed, Emily and Bob had been married for more than 60 years, continued to carry on the ministry. 13 of Emily's books were sold over 100,000 copies each. In 2000, they moved to Newport Beach and attended Mariner's Church in Irvine, California. Emily loved the beach, and she loved her little beach house, and um, she loved being a child of God. The day she died, we had been in constant phone contact, and David and I had been away <coughs> up north. Um, we think we were in Wyoming. We were just talking about it today. We talked to Bob off and on on the phone every few hours, and we are about six hours from our home in Arizona coming from the north, and I get the call from Bob, and he said that the hospice workers didn't think she would make it through the day. And I look at David, and he looks at me, and we turn the car. And we went straight to Newport, finding that she had died a few hours before we got there. I loved her dearly, but what I loved the most about Emily is not the things I've just told you about her or the life that we shared together. She simply loved God.
she simply let God love her. She did not have an easy life. She did not have an easy growing up life. She simply loved God. And she simply let God love her. I will never forget her. I look forward to her being in the waiting room when I get there. And I want you to meet and know her and read some of her work. And remember with me a great lady who loved God, loved others, and loved order. We talked about Emmy, and now I want to say to you that we have a small box of books that we're going to give to the first people who write us and say, I love Emily Barnes. All you have to do is say, I love Emily Barnes. Be sure you leave your hard address, and we'll send you a book. Harvest House Publisher, who was Emily's and my publisher for years, gave us a box of books to give away in honor of Emily. So it'll come to your door if you want it. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day finding order in honor of Emmy.